The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning, this podcast may contain stuff that wasn't as good as it used to be. And bad language and terrible content. Yeah. Offensive content. Don't be offended. Why do people listen? Like, really, like, all we do is, in the disclosure at the beginning, we're like, don't listen to this. It's a disclaimer, not disclosure. You're thinking of the band. I'm actually thinking of the film. Either way. Both terrible. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. Each week, offering up the great perspective on life. Are you going to welcome us this week, or is it going to be me as always? Well, you, duh. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Coming from the dizzying heights of Seesaw Towers on the 22nd floor. Could we keep building on it every single week? We have Tea and Cleves. I'm T. You sure are. That's Cleves. <laughs> if you don't know him by now, you will never, ever know him again. Good. I don't um, like meeting new people. I mean, I've tried I to find it simply read reference there, and I think I I didn't get up. it. I didn't get it. I'm, I'm not a simply read fan. Quite I, frankly, Ginger should be locked up in a cabin. I burn to not, death. <laughs> I'm not a simply read fan as much as. My dad only had four Simply Red albums in his car on tapes and would constantly play them on any car journey so you organically get to know the band. Luckily, my dad had some taste. Well, that's what I hear. Yeah, I thought you were going to follow that up with a joke. No, he doesn't listen to this, so, you know. He definitely has taste then, more so than I thought. So, how are things, Cleves? Uh, Yeah, they're right. Better week this week. I'm uh, happier, chirpier. More of a Cleves than I've ever been, possibly. How's things with you? Yeah, good. I, I think I know. I, I'm feeling the same thing as you. Like, we have internet now. Yes! And a cooker. And a cooker. That cooks. I yeah. mean, we've, we've had the cooker for a month, but it hasn't cooked. It, it cooks stuff on the hubs. It does, but we were afraid to use it for two weeks. Because we thought it would void the warranty if we used it while it wasn't working. True. Then it made some sick fajitas. You did make some sick fajitas. They smelt good. Yeah, you never tasted them, though. No, well, there was too many. Tasted like feet and balls. Just how you like them, then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Nailed it, if I'm honest. Spicy as well. Nice. I imagine that's the balls. Yeah, hot balls. Balls of fire. Goodness gracious, that was bad. That was bad. So, this week, we've been super cash and reminiscing... Because everyone loves nostalgia, um, as well as lists. We're, we're not doing lists. We might do some list episodes coming up, just because that would be fun. Would it? Everyone loves lists. What lists have you got? I don't know, like... Top ten blindiest blinds. No, it'd be disabled disabled, wouldn't At it? At number one, Hillary's. <laughs> I don't think anyone outside the UK is going to know Hillary's is a blind manufacturer. Tell me a better one. Um... 
Peaky Blinders. That's a good blind. Peaky Blinders, yeah. Yeah. I'm running that now. There you go. I'm giving you the top two. You're welcome. They weren't as blinding as they said they were. In right. fact, with Peaky Blinders, I'm pretty sure after the blinding of people in the first episode, they never do it again. They don't do it a great deal, admittedly. So why are they called that? Don't know. Ask Hillary. <laughs> the matriarch of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yep. That's where it comes from. I'm sure it does. Canonically, I, I'm i pretty sure it does. I will ask my good friend Tom Hardy if that's the case. I wouldn't Google any of these things. No, no. Or try and validate my friendship with Tom Hardy. <laughs> I love Tom Hardy in that, actually. He's really so good. I love Tom Hardy in general, to be honest. He's pretty solid. Even he in is. his more terrible roles, he's still pretty... He's, he's oh, usually the guy. best. Yeah. He's usually the best. Like Venom. Not a great film. But Tom Hardy's pretty good in it. Like, yeah. He gives it his all. It's just... If Venom was played by anyone else, it would have been tough. And with Tom, it was acceptable. Yeah. I'll give it that. So, let's talk about things that used to be better pre-disability. So, we've got a big, fat, negative spin on this. I don't know. We can have a laugh of it. I, I suppose me and you were in the, the situation where your site got really shitty at one point when you were younger, and mine's been progressively getting worse. So, of course, this isn't going to be relative to everyone who's disabled. Like some people are are born pretty pretty disabled, and they stay the same. Some people time. are born slippy. Yeah, that's true. So, What's tougher for you now that wasn't tough when you were younger? Getting out of bed. But you mean disability? Okay. Uh, that's tougher for some people. Yes. I imagine it probably is. But technology also helps with that as well. Well, I'm going to fill mine with how I get by now, with some helpful tips. Go. Fire away, Pat Benatar. So, stuff that's not as good now as when I was a kid. How about, um, well, let, let's start just because we've been doing it recently. Playing games when, like, on the, on the computers. Yes, I would admit it's a lot tougher. Can't play new games, but a lot of accessibility options are coming out, so that's good. But also, when you Less play... Less you'd think. Okay, let's... All right. don't think you're going to go full negative on this. I'm not going to full negative. I'm just thinking of two games that we could possibly play. One of them we have, and one I'm waiting for it to come down in the sales. All right. Anyway, I'm talking about old games as well that we used to play, maybe during the golden era of the 90s and early noughties that you maybe can't see as well now, but... You know, you still kind of enjoy them. You got the you got the muscle memory there, and also you use sort of new tricks to to look at things. Maybe uh, you know you change the TV screen picture mode settings to make things lighter or darker depending on the bit that's there. Maybe you have got new tactics for running around. You maybe you maybe you focus more on the the listening side of things and the actual visual side of things in the game because there's a lot of sound cues. Yeah, so you work on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of the muscle memory comes into it. You can't muscle memory entire games. No, that's true. Because you've been giving me a lot of bullshit recently. I'm going to be honest. When we've been when we've been playing Ocarina, you're like, yeah, it's on the left, or yeah, it's under the waterfall. And I'm like, no, it isn't. It's there. Yeah, memories are shit. <laughs> if we're being honest. Like memories, Don't use muscle memory, use regular memory. Regular memory is pretty shit. But no, it, you sort of... I, I rely do agree, on my, to an extent. I, I rely on my memory for a lot of this sort of stuff. I really do, and memories are a little bit shaky, especially when you become a grown-up, and then the things you've got to remember become far more trivial. Like you said, we've been playing Ocarina of Time recently, 
and I can't see shit half the time. You're doing pretty well at it. We're doing okay. The thing is, it's from Nintendo, so it's bright and colourful, and there's high contrast there as well. I feel what doesn't help is modern TVs are not good at showing retro consoles in general, purely because they don't know how to deal with like the signal as well. They also, I think, they were currently playing on a 55-inch TV. Billy Big Ball. That did not exist when I first had that game Probably in 1998. Rich. But it was a square TV, and it was 55 inches backwards, not just the size of the screen. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the tube was 55 inches back as well. Yeah. I think that, that makes a difference. I mean, we're still getting through it. It's still fine. I think it's still fun. It's still, still doable. Yeah, yeah, it still is. 100%. They're just parts that are more annoying now. Yeah. My, like, I'm unable to differentiate colours as much and detail as yeah. I was as a child. That's you know, you don't notice it until you play something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, with my sight, it slowly fades over time, so you don't really notice it because it's going gradually. So you don't really notice the difference. But then if you think back to what you could do, say, either 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, there's there's markedly like there's marked difference in it. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Like if we go back to the games as as like for the example, when I was younger, I used to play like Golden Eye on the Nintendo sixty four, and I do multiplayer with neighbors, brothers, that sort of thing, and it wasn't that bad. Like, I was okay with it, but I think. What showed me is like uh, we play Perfect Dark, and it's essentially the same graphics. And I was hopeless; couldn't even get past the first screen. Got lost, died instantly, and it's just such a big like it's an eye opener, um, which yeah doesn't matter because the eyes don't work. But it's it's one of those things that I, it does show you. I think. I do like playing games, but at the same time, they are one of those things that really demonstrates how fucked I'm getting. Yeah. I suppose going to pubs as well. When I was younger, I used to fly around pubs. No dog, no cane, just, you know, how do you do, all that sort of shit, confident as you like. And now I'm like, oh, can someone help me to the bathroom, please? Don't want to knock into anyone and upset anyone, and I think it's mostly a confidence thing in that instance. But do you think you were just uh, more carefree when you were young, though? I feel that was part of my thing. Yeah, well, I agree to an extent. I gave less of a shit when I was like sort of fourteen, fifteen. What well, you well, give a shit now? I guess more so. Yeah, that's not like you. Yeah, no. You miss I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it gets to me more now than it used to. I get that. I think anxiety is a big thing that I deal with now. Even weird things, like going to the shop to get lunch, I get anxious about for no reason. It's like, huh, okay, do it anyway. I mean, how am I getting my ham and cheese on rye? I mean, how am I doing that? Get a delivered, make it yourself. Yeah, could do. It's not the point, is it? No, it's not the point. So what else is, is different, Cleves? Here, here's a thing that affects me quite daily now. Elliot. Looking at shit on a phone. 
Okay. Right? So just pictures, basically, of stuff. Sometimes I can't make out what the picture is. Right. And, like, you can enlarge it on your phone. Not to the point of having an old-school printed-out photo. But I just, sometimes I just can't see what stuff is. I will agree. Like, even though I use a magnifier on my phone, sometimes in our group chat, someone will put uh, a funny meme into the chat. And I won't get it, purely based on the fact that no matter how large I make it, I can't see enough to see the context of the photo. Yeah, it's really annoying. I'm like, I have no I'm just not going to engage, like, unread. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this shit. Unread's not a thing, is it? Not on WhatsApp, it isn't. But yeah, like, it is a bit annoying to not feel included, which, um uh, thing is, I do it at work as well. Like, sometimes people will, will say, like, oh, this arrived damaged, and then just send me a picture of, like, broken products. I'm like, and then my instant reply is, can you please send me a list of the quantities and items that you have received damaged? Yeah. For a start, it's kind of worth just having writing anyway. Yeah. For any pullback. But, like, sometimes I just genuinely can't see. Or sometimes things are, like, minutely damaged. I'm like, I don't get it. Where, where's Where's the fucking damage? Yeah. Are you trying to scam me here? Like, just... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I get it will work as well when there's a web issue and then someone will send a screenshot. And because they're not using my computer settings, I can't read it. Mm. Because they're taking a screenshot of just a regular sort of like Windows like screen and they send it through to me and there's no way I can enlarge it without making it blurry as fuck. Yeah. And I'm like... It's that look for you, isn't it? I, I just forward it. To a colleague and just say, yo, can't read this. Uh, can you give me the context of this and then I can fix it? Which I don't like doing, but... No, it's embarrassing. Like sometimes as well, I have to ask certain people, like, can you just check this? Am I missing something here? And a lot of the times, like, no, no, you got it right. But it's just like, I have to just check it out just to make sure I've not blindly missed something. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, it affects your confidence in your own abilities. Yeah, yeah. And that's never good. Like, you, especially when you're good at your job. If we're talking about work. Mm. But when you're good at your job, like, you want to feel confident that you can absolutely smash it. And then sometimes you do have the instances where it's like, oh, being a blinky is getting in the way of this, and now I'm doubting myself. Oh, man, speaking of work, right. You know, now, I write everything in a fucking marker pen. Because I, I struggle to see, like, I can I can read biro on paper, but it's easier if I just write in a fat black marker. I'm that disabled kid at school, you know? I always used to be that like, little spazzy kid at school that always used to write in, like, big marker pens and submit their English essays in, like, letters that are as big as an A4 paper. I'm that guy now. Well, yeah, you are spazzy. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, yeah, I am. I totally am. Although you have got a one-up on me, because about five years ago, I gave up writing things. <laughs> Just all together? All together. The only thing I do now with a pen is I sign my name. And even then, it's like, oh, so where's you... the point out to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, so there's a sign anywhere? I'm like, no, on the line. So, so just anywhere on the form? No, here on the line. Okay, so, so, so I'm going to sign anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, here. No, okay, put your finger there. I'm going to sign right here, and then they're like, oh, that's good enough. Well, luckily, well, not luckily for me, the documents I have to sign, I probably have to sign my signature 20 to 30 times a day. 
just because I have to sign off shipping documents and you have to send five with every shipment. But I create the shipping documents so I know exactly where to sign. See, that's okay then. Mm. Yeah, it, that's, that is tougher. Like, writing things, reading things. Like, I used to be able to read menus and I went to a magnifier for menus and now I'm like... I'm glad a lot of things are online now because I can't really read menus anymore even with my magnifier. Oh, so. having that menu online so you can look it up before you get to a restaurant is a godsend, mate. Because then yeah. you can just be like, oh, I'll have this, please. And pretend like you've looked at a menu and it's like you haven't looked at it. you just looked at it online like two hours before. Just boss it. Yeah. Bring it up to your face for 20 seconds ago. I will have all of these things. Yeah. Get called out because you didn't turn the page. You get called out because it's like, sir, this is an Indian restaurant and you've just ordered a carbonara. <laughs> You can get carbonaras at Indians. Maybe. They're called a nanarama. Bananarama. Bananarama. Oh, Bananarama served it to you. I mean, that's worth the money. Is it? I don't know if it is worth the money. Potentially, I want my money back. If the bananas and pyjamas served it me, then yes, <laughs> fine. What if the bananas and pyjamas were serving it to you while performing the Bananarama hit Venus? Yeah, that, that's, yeah that'll do it for me. B1 on the B2 as well, so that links it back to last week's. Yeah. There you go. You say it would do it for you. You you mean sexually? Are we dipping into something here? I just like something where I look at it and think, I could peel that skin. You fucking serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Christ. It's been a weird episode. It has (laughs) been a weird episode. Oh, fucking Christ. So I just think of some other stuff that, that isn't the same anymore. I'm sure like loads of things, to be honest, that I don't really pick up on. Just being so progressive. Do you find that you now have to do uh, different cooking things as well? How do you mean different cooking things? Well, I've, I've changed the meals I cook or different techniques? or Both, I guess. I suppose I'm less adventurous in the kitchen now. I used to... Is that because you found what you like, though? Not necessarily. I really enjoy cooking. My issue is I will drop into safe things that I know I can do easily. And that also means that I'm doing a lot of the same things all the time. But then when there's other people around, like if we're having a barbecue, I'll be a bit more adventurous. Like The other day we, we had a barbecue and I was up by by the grill and cooking up a storm and... I put things in place to make sure that I had full control over that. Like when the grill bars fell into the barbecue, I don't know how that fucking happened. Heatproof gloves, baby. Just grab it, pull it out, it's fine. It works. Yeah. And then someone's like, oh, do you want a hand with that? It's like, no, I've got any spare gloves. I've got this. (laughs) Glove man. Did you have a glove action figure from Glove World? Yeah, but he didn't have gloves. Oh, you didn't have gloves for your glove action figure? No. Do you have any glove pears? No one is going to know what pears are. <laughs> pears candy. Pears were weird, weren't they? Pears were really fucking weird. I never liked pears candy. It's fucking garbage. If you know what pears, let's say because you're young or not from Great Britain, pears were like a little stupid little. You had a toy. It was like a plastic. They're like, big in America. Yeah. They're big in America, weren't they? Yeah. Less than Jake's first album was called Pezcore. Oh. Huh. Based on the Pez. Oh, fair. 
The garbage, anyway, is just a cartoon character's head on top of a stick. And he pulled the head back and the stick, like the little candy, fires out their neck. It's pretty grim candy as well. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? No. It was not good. I, like, I, I don't know what the market was for it. The little plastic toy collectibles. They were basically pop vinyls, but with pez inside. <laughs> Both garbage. Yeah, but at least you got candy out of the, <laughs> the ones from the 90s. Yeah, much more useful. These ones are kept in a box now. What, pop vinyls? Yeah, people like them. Yeah, they put them on a, on a shelf. It's a thing, Just right? Just collect dust, mate. Yeah, so do all of my CDs. Yeah, but you have them. I mean, yeah, they're, they're playable. Yeah. You ain't going to play with your pop vinyls. Might do. I have Lady Gaga get slurped off by Snoopy. Y- yes. I assume there are two pop vinyls out there. Mate, everything's a pop vinyl now, so it probably is, yeah. If you would like the Seesaw Crew pop vinyls, you can go to fuckyourself.com forward slash pop vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get that on, like, Squarespace I think now. you make quite a good pop vinyl. You've got quite the head for it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean I've got the head for it? I don't know, I think you make quite a good bubble head, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, because I'm bald. Well, a little bit, yeah, and you've got a big beard. Like, it'd make a fun little face, wouldn't it? On a pop vinyl. I, mean, I do funny faces a lot. I don't, I just, yeah. That's how I cheer myself up in the morning. There you go. Brush my teeth, pull some funny faces. Cheers you right up. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is there anything else, then, that you find more difficult now than when you were young? And how do you get around it? That's the main thing, I like to think. We're about a Blinky Tips episode. Yeah, yeah. Just the tips, just for a second. Just the tip. Episode total, right there. <laughs> yeah. If we want to get blacklisted from Apple again. We didn't get it. We didn't get blacklisted. Come on. Don't be silly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, I think... I think the confidence thing is... like, If we're not talking about actual tasks, confidence is one of the things, I think... When you get older, you start to give more of a fuck. What it is, is you have several instances, I think, over a number of years where your blindness is thrown in your face just, just by the world, generally. Like, not necessarily by people or just, just by life. And eventually they start to stack up and you start to become some more self-conscious. Yeah. And I think that, that's where it, um, where it starts to kick in. And, like, when maybe I was, it was much easier at 15, 16 not to give a fuck... It's harder now. I have to consciously make an effort not to care. And that's tough. That's draining. It is draining, but I don't know. I'd rather do that than be sad and depressed. No, the sad and depressed comes after the alcohol. Alcohol is not a solution. It's more of a pick-me-up. Only in context. But no, I I will agree with that. I think, especially when, I mean... I found that school was very difficult and that sort of beats it out of you. And then, like, then as your condition gets worse, you depend on people a lot more and you're much more aware of the fact that you you have to rely on people, which is something tough to swallow. I think especially if you... Even if my sight wasn't necessarily that much better than it used to be, because my confidence has been hit so much, it's sort of like a, a vicious circle because I rely on people a lot more. And then subsequently, it makes me feel a lot more anxious about asking for help. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes when you know, I've had a couple of beers, I become Mr. Confidence and I don't give a fuck and I'm like totally up and you know, all over things. Things hurt less as well when you're drunk. Oh yeah, like a few weeks ago I was very drunk and I found the street, slashed up my knee, bossed it, didn't fucking, just no played it at all, <laughs> got into an Uber, chatted to the Uber driver on the way home, as you know I do. Ugh. It annoys me that you're one of those people. Don't chat to them. If they chat to you, give them a one-word answer. Just be uh, like, "Are you really?" I can't be doing with that man. Just like, like, leave me alone. A five-star review for me is getting home in the fastest possible time with minimal chat. You know what? Ordinarily, I would agree, but when I've had a couple of beers, I want to know their life story. No, you don't. But I like to have a chat with people. I I enjoy a nice little. Chinwag in an Uber. It's good to get to know new people, but... Mm. I mean, at least with an Uber, I know I can be a bit of a tit, and then I probably won't ever see him again. You know they can rate you as well as a passenger? Yeah, I wouldn't like to know my rating. <laughs> Six stars. Out of 90. <laughs> I'd be 69 stars. Get all those non-existent lady Uber drivers. You know what? Here's the thing. I've never, ever had a woman Uber driver. Neither have I. Ever. I honestly don't know why there's no women Uber drivers. You'd think no. it'd be an equal opportunities kind of job, wouldn't you? Like, you, you don't, you know. I suppose it's... Do you think it's a safety thing? Potentially. Potentially it is. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I would love to know the metric, like, and the data behind, like, the... the... Oh, actually, while we're on this, I know it's slightly off topic. Well, it's more on topic, actually. Do you find it easier to get a cab now than you used to? No. Do you not? No. Because you used to have to flag one down or find the local cab rank, right? Right. Whereas now, you can just do it on an app. Yes. I agree with all of that. But I now have a guide dog. Which, if you go back to our previous episodes on guide dogs, it's a, a big issue. Yeah, okay, cabs don't like guide dogs. But also, here's my other issue potentially, right? Ubers don't always come to exactly where you are. So No, they do not. And, like, fair enough if you're not on a particularly busy street, but if you're in the middle of town and you've got to pick out that Uber from, like, a line of cars, it's a bit tricky to find as a blind person. Yeah. I recall when we were in Dublin a few years ago, we ordered an Uber to take us to the airport. Mm. And we were... It was one of the biggest we roads yeah. in Ireland, uh, in Dublin. Like, six lanes. And it's like, where... The, like, the Uber driver's saying they're there, but where the fuck are they? Turns out they were over another junction pulled into a bus lane. It's like, you're not even close. Yeah, and if you total as well, that's going to be so difficult. But I think that's where Uber's, like, they need to improve their app. Like They, they need to use the What3Word system. They need to, really. Shout out to What3Word. <laughs> but I think they need to have, like, I know you can give driver information, but I think you should be able to update your profile and have, like, little badges. Yeah, and say things like... like Disabled or blind, doesn't like disabled or blind, or you have a wheelchair, or you have a guide dog, or even if you have children, 
have a little badge there saying yeah. that I may have a child with me. And it flash up like when you accept a job that it might be one of these things. Do yeah. you accept? Like and then it comes up with a job and then you can turn it down. Mm, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I think that would be a really good feature because then I know that the Uber driver has seen that I have a dog. They're prepared for it and they can shut up and I'm not going to have that issue. Any Uber driver that isn't going to be comfortable with the, the dog, well, firstly, fuck you, know the law. But secondly, I know that I'm not going to have that interaction because they would have clearly seen it. Yeah. And at least then if they do say no dogs, I can tell them say, you saw that on the job. It's fully legal. You've seen it. You've accepted the job. So what are we going to do here? So I think that's a really good feature that Uber could include. They could do it with kids as well. Just have little badges. When you're booking your, your Uber, you can press little badges. Yeah. Well, I think I think you're right in saying that they're, they're assigned to your account. And whereby, like, once they accept a job, it flashes up on screen like, this person is disabled. Yeah. <laughs> And take the rating system off of those people. Nah, I don't know about that. No, I think you should. You should just still rate people. No, because then you can get prejudices going based on, oh, this person was more of a hassle because they had a wheelchair and I had all my shit in the boot and the wheelchair had to go in there and I sent to the job and I didn't know how big it was, so they're getting one star. I know, but what if they're a full-on wanker? Yeah, I get that. But I think you're more likely to get less wankers... I think maybe you should get half half ratings. I think they should have to justify the ratings. Yeah, okay, that's fair. If you're going to one-star someone because they've got a badge on their account, you should have to, like... Let's well, say I don't think they would be able to do that anyway because, the, like, let's say it flashes up on screen like this person has a wheelchair or something like that. Do you want to accept? Then they'll know in advance. And in which case, it's fair game, isn't it? Because you can one-star the shit out of that driver as well. I've, I've, that Uber driver in Dublin, I once starred him. Got my money back. He was not a safe driver at all. If you're, d- like, I, I get that accidents happen and like things, situations happen in a busy city. But when you have to slam on the brakes like five or six times and then sharply accelerate. Maybe your, that's Dublin. Maybe that's the way they do it. Maybe it is. But at the end, I'm just like, that was terrible driving. He got beeped at like three or four times by other cars. I'm like, I don't dispute you got us to the airport quick, but we could have come here in a ball of fire. You were such a dangerous driver, like ridiculously so. And then when I rated him one star, Uber came back to me and said, why are they one star? And I said, because of this, 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 and this. It's like, I don't want to be a, a shit stirrer, but... Literally, they were extremely unsafe. They were a very dangerous driver in a very built-up area. And then they were like, yeah, sorry about that, here's your money back. I'm like, fine, I didn't want the money back. This, I didn't downgrade them because I wanted money. It was, it was nice to get the money back, but that wasn't what I was seeking. I just rated them based on my experience. I'll give an Uber driver two-star before because their car smelled of poo. I mean, they were a safe driver. I wasn't going to die from it. don't know. You might die from the smell. I do a dog poo a lot. This is one of the worst sort of poo. After barbecue, guide dog poos does the worst. Fudgy. Well, I feel this started out as stuff that wasn't going to go anywhere and then turned on to ragging into Uber drivers, but I still feel semi-productive. 
I do. Next time we'll riff on another random profession, like teachers. Get better. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Fuck teachers. Wow. No, not all teachers. That's fucking... I assumed you meant the whiskey, because it's terrible. <laughs> Fuck teachers whiskey. Yeah. Get in the sea with the tomatoes. Okay, let's uh, let's call it there. Yes, there. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. So you're not trying to engage our younger audience. I'm not engaging anyone. I engaged a 16-year-old once, but unfortunately it turns out I was R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, that's a cuttable joke. Yeah, that is very cuttable. Whether it will be cut is debatable. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing to add to that.